Hey guys, different podcast this week. We're going to get into all the normal topics we do on talking, a to, talking sports A to Z, but we're here with Kyle Brown of the Bottom Line Pod. How's it going? What's up, Alex? How you doing, man? Thanks for having us. Yeah, good. We're going to get into to a little bit of a combined podcast with you guys. Uh, I don't know if you want to quickly, uh, you know, give who you are for, for the uh, listeners. Yeah, I'm Kyle. Um, alongside me is my co-host, Steve, and we are the Bottom Line Podcast, and uh, we've been doing it for about 119 episodes now. This this will be so. Uh, obviously, we've had uh, yourself on in the past as a previous guest, so you know how we do things over there. And but uh, I'm ready to dive in some topics here. All right, let's, let's get, get it. into it. Welcome back, everyone. Alex Bush here alongside Drew's Logar as normal, but also we're here along with the Bottom Line Pod, Kyle. If you want to get into to your part of this. Yeah, welcome to episode 119 of the Bottom Line Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, alongside of me, my co-host, Steve. Uh, make sure you go subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud by searching Always Up to Something. And you can also watch the full version of each podcast on our YouTube page. Uh, next, you can give our sponsor, Always Up to Something, a follow on Instagram at underscore always up to something underscore. And you can use promo code TBLPOD on always up to something dot store for 10% off any purchase. Once again, that's TBLPOD on always up to something dot store for 10% off any purchase. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at bottom line underscore pod. Yeah, man. So it's a little special today. We get to, uh, we get to have like a combined pod that something I was kind of working on and I had brought up to you guys and, and uh, there's a reason why I brought it to you guys because um, I have my brand always up to something. Obviously, Kyle just read a little bit about it. Um, but uh, I, it, we, we focus with clothing and stuff like that, but I really want to branch more into like media content. And that's why I made sure that it is a sponsor of the podcast Kyle and I have together. But I also want to branch out into like other podcasts as well and either sponsor them or just do like cool collabs and stuff like that, whether it's like giveaways or even just merch and stuff like that. But when Alex told me that you guys were uh, starting up your podcast and, and Alex has been on ours before and, um, and I'm a big fan of his and, and the work that he's done, um, I had to jump like all over you guys and pause and say, uh, and say, pause, like, there's the pause. Let's, let's do, let's do something. Let's do something together. So it's perfect timing because we're going to do like a little giveaway together. Um, with my brand, you're going to get some clothes, some, some bracelets, some stickers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Alex, uh, how do you like the podcast world? And then, uh, and then how do you like working with Drew? Was he the right partner? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I've been working with Mike's pod for a little bit now. I've been dabbling in helping with podcast stuff. So, but you know, hosting, it's always great. I did a radio show back in college. So bringing back those days and uh, bringing back the days of working with Drew at the NBA, like we did. So we've been boys since then. So, um, you know, we should probably f uh, introduce Drew. So how's it going, bro? <laughs> Been quiet so far, but yeah, uh, boys, it's good to be on the airways with you. Uh, Bush has told me a lot about you and the podcast and the stuff that you guys do. It's really impressive. So excited to be here. Um, I'll speak on uh, business partners with Bush is always a, a sketchy topic because we know how <laughs> Alex is, but uh, nah, man. Uh, friends and colleagues at the NBA during our years there. And it was awesome. He's a talented dude. Um, I, I think we work together well. We share some sports takes so that we have good conversations, but we also uh, differ on some other things. So we have good conversations uh, across all different sports, 
Um, but Steve, you bringing in uh, kind of a merch aspect here. I, I love that introduction. We're getting started on our own brand, but to bring uh, guys like you in into this that have already been established in this space for longer than us, it's uh, it can only help everyone involved. So happy to be here on uh, the airways with you and excited to talk some sports today. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's cool because like Kyle and I kind of uh, gravitated to each other with the same kind of ways that we both have similar uh, sports mindsets. And then obviously we started our podcast with a Mike stud umbrella over it that we're both big fans of his. But uh, but uh, it's cool that when like like it's not forced or anything and you guys just like knew each other for a while. Me and Kyle, we didn't know each other for a while. But after we started talking, it took a couple months before we actually started the 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 podcast together but it's good that like once you when you really get with like like-minded people and then start to create content with them whether it's like you're saying with like merch and 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 a podcast or just podcasting in general or just content all across the board whether it's your vlogger as soon as you get together with people that are like-minded with you just like super special stuff happens so i was super excited to get into this podcast um but let's talk about some topics guys um Alex, you had a few uh, to kick off. Why don't uh, Why don't we just get uh, the ones that you wanted to talk about off the off the board first? Yeah, Drew, where do you want to start? You want to start with the NBA? Yeah, we could start NBA. Um, nothing too too crazy has like broke since our last pod. But uh, to refresh the uh, listeners, if uh, you haven't been too caught up, um, there's been a date uh, of restarting. It was originally July 31st, but uh, Adam Silver and the gang came out, I think, last week and uh, changed that to July 30th. Um, it's going to be a rapid, uh, I think, eight-game set of regular season play, and then we're going to get right into some playoff action. Uh, there's going to be a race for the eighth seed in the West. The Wizards are uh, going to Orlando for the bubble to try to compete for the eighth seed in the East, but they're about five and a half games back right now. So to make up that ground – Bush and I, we already talked about it. We don't really think that's going to happen. Um, but I think the breaking news that we could discuss that's new um, is Kyrie Irving, who is the vice president of the Players Association, uh, came out and with everything going on in the media and everything going on in, in the climate of our world with uh, the protests for Black Lives Matter, um, COVID, you're seeing some states operating at a different speed in terms of reopening and uh, some other states that are kind of just bypassing uh, the the health guidelines. And you're now starting to see almost a second wave in uh, places like Texas and Arizona. So Kyrie came out and basically said that there's bigger things than basketball right now. And he uh, was voicing that restarting play right now just isn't really the time. And uh, Dwight Howard came out and kind of backed him uh, that's not big news because Dwight isn't uh, the most reputable person to to go with uh, his opinions and thoughts. But the fact that Kyrie holds the stature that he does in the Players Association, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts of uh, does it hold any weight? Uh, because this is a sensitive topic. Obviously, he's advocating for the for the greater good in the sense of Black Lives Matter, it, it, like the, those movements and COVID for health safety. It's those are very important topics, but bringing back sports, it, it, it unites everyone. And uh, from wh wherever background and, and wherever you claim status that you are, everyone has the fondness of sports and it can bring 
a sense of togetherness. So I, I think it's worth talking about how you guys thought about his comments and uh, if you think that they'll hold weight as uh, these leagues continue to try to revamp and, and restart later this summer. Well, for me, um, I found it very interesting because I expected that for him. You know, he's a very well-grounded guy like you touched upon. And, uh, and it, w it doesn't shock me that, uh, that he's taking such a stance on the matter. Um, I, I don't know if you saw, but I also saw that Patrick Beverly and LeBron made statements. And yeah, that LeBron very, said he wants to play. Yeah, that was even more intriguing to me because Patrick <clears throat> Beverly said, you know, like if LeBron says it's a go, we all a go. You know, he's, he's our guy. He's been, he's been the captain of our ship. And, and, and ironically, someone who's been a rival of his turning around and saying, um, you, know, you know, if he says it's a go, it's a go. So yeah. one might argue that someone like Kyrie can turn around and say, you know, um, you know that, uh, that like I have a better purpose with my time spent doing things elsewhere. But I'm sure that there's more people that playing basketball gives them a bigger platform so that 100%. might allow them so that might allow them to uh to um to even have more of a voice than they did already so what do you guys think because that's kind of where i sit on it i like i i overall i love that patrick Beverly is right for LeBron. yeah that i mean and and they basically they've done that in the past too where they you know they've come out um for justice for um uh, what Trayvon Martin? They wore the shorts, uh, the shirts, uh, the shirts pre, yeah, yeah uh, pregame. Um, so I think I think the the concept. I totally agree. The concept of having uh, I, uh, having sports come back and that get using that as a platform. I think that's awesome. I think that's the I think that's the right way to go with it. I don't I don't necessarily agree with Kyrie. Um, I and that that's not just being a Boston uh, fan. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's been outlandish about a bunch of stuff that he, you know, he kind of just says it with, you know, and that's just how Kyrie is. Um, I totally understand where he's coming from. I just don't agree. And, and to see, like, just like you said, Beverly come out and basically say if LeBron's hooping, we're all hooping. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I also really liked what uh, Austin River said. Uh, basically like, I, I totally agree with that entire uh, statement where he was like, um, basically by us coming back, uh, the money that we make, um, we can we can put that money um, elsewhere and and give back in that way. So it's more it's more profitable and more um, you know encouraging if we do come back and play. So I, I I totally agree with that that whole statement. Yeah, I mean I I agree with all you guys. I think that <clears throat> you know Kyrie has a has a reason to say this has a good point, um, but I think he's you know kind of overlooking the other point that, that, you know, sports are that platform, you know, you can, um, as much as you can uh, peacefully protest in the, in the streets or in the world, you can do on a big stage that's on national TV. That's, you know, about as big as you can get, um, you know, what, whichever way you want it. And I, I really like the, you know, using the money towards, towards the right causes as well for the guys that are, you know, not in need of it. Um, but I think that like, if you want to get back to just from the COVID side of it, if you want to get back to normal, you know, not playing sports is, is, is the opposite, but then obviously, you know, you want, you want to change in the world on the other stance. And, um, 
you know, his, his, his whole thing is that it's not going to make a change and it's going to be normal. But I really think that that's, that's where you can make that change. I think that people are coming around to the peaceful protesting in sports. You know, you see people that were not agreeing with Colin Kaepernick uh, years ago that are agreeing with it now. Um, and I think that having basketball being one of the, the first sports back, um, you know, obviously there, there's, there's golf and NASCAR and things, but it, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's more predominantly um, black. There's more pre predominantly black players. Um, so I think that it's, it's a great platform for them to, to come back and, and use it correctly. So, um, you know, we're not necessarily the best people to be talking on this topic, but I think that, you know, having that kind of uh, platform is going to be perfect for them. And, you know, when, what Beverly said kind of spoke to me in the fact that like, you know, if LeBron's going to play, we're going to play, you know, it's, it's really kind of, I, I don't see any reason for them not to be playing because I think they're going to use it in the correct way. And LeBron always has, you know, he's been a guy that's been for, um, you know, the, the change in the world. And I think that, that him and the, him and the players coming back are going to be using it correctly. Didn't they Everybody. also say, say, Oh, sorry, Drew. Well, Go ahead. Uh, um, no, I just didn't. They say today didn't a report come out today saying that they're as as you know. There's a few uh, players that aren't are are you know for going to the bubble, but basically there's not an it's not enough. It's not compelling enough in order for them to shut everything down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to shut down. You know, right. Roger. That's, that's kind of where I was going to come in. Uh, like you were just saying, it's Kyrie is speaking out and uh, his his message isn't like blasphemous, but um, it ties into when, at the end of the day, this is a business. Like it, it's, it's a harsh reality. And mm -hmm. the, the league has been on a pause for so long. And Pat Beverly coming out and saying what he did about LeBron, it's, it sounds like to some people, it's like, oh, that's bullshit. Like whatever he says goes, but in a way it's, LeBron is the money driver for one of the most like revenue building leagues in the world. And with so many months now on pause, um, it, it kind of brings in the argument of, well, Kyrie, if not now, then when, because you, what you're, what you're advocating for right now is that sports aren't as important as recognizing the protests and recognizing the, the public, uh, you know, in justices and, and those matters. So if now is not the time, then Kyrie, when is a good time? And I think that Bush, like you said, sports um, as a whole are starting to come around to the peaceful protests. Um, and I think that now more than ever, since we've had such a dramatic pause from sports, the ratings are going to be through the roof. I frankly haven't seen the, uh, the ratings from this past weekend's PGA event, but I know I was glued to the TV the entire weekend because I'm just mm -hmm. so starved of the content. Mm -hmm. So if you give me playoff basketball right now, you literally won't be able to like take me off my couch. Like I'm, I'm going to be there the entire uh, three months watching it. So uh, having the, and I think we're also discrediting how, intelligent these basketball players are and if they have such a humongous platform to to use to their advantage to get the the good word out for these protests and for these um the the, the statements that they want to make like you said the Trayvon Martin uh shirts a, a few years ago I think that now more than ever is going to be a great time and last point um 
basketball has never been the sport of kind of controversy regarding the uh, these types of situations. I feel like soccer, football, other sports in our world have come across the the issues with the Colin Kaepernick kneeling, uh, just other things. I, I feel like basketball players have always like leaned into the social injustice and, and the, the peaceful protesting matters in the, in the right way. So I, I feel like that the NBA, if there's going to be a sport to reopen and use this time in the best way, I, I think the NBA would be it. Well, to piggyback off what you're saying, um, like, again, you know, everyone has their own opinions and everyone has the right to their own opinions. And some people have a right to have stronger opinions than other people. And, and the only thing that I would say about Kyrie, again, piggybacking off of what you said, is that maybe it's not like an if, if not now, then when, but it seems to be as if he's saying that, like, he doesn't want to play until he sees change. And a lot of this stuff is, is going to take a very long time to do so. And right now, the sports world does not depend on the, um, on the social uh, issues in the world. And when, when people like Kyrie turn around and say that, then it starts to depend on those changes and stuff. And as long and if enough people like Kyrie step up and say that, then the league will have to depend on what's going on in the world. And the league does a pretty good job of like what you're saying, of being supportive of the players and their viewpoints. So it's just a sticky situation to where, um, like it, it's it doesn't seem like in in Kyrie's world that basketball comes back anytime soon. So so it's just for me it's it's just very interesting to uh, how it plays out. And I also think no one's wrong. I think Kyrie just has just has much of a right to say what they're saying as much as LeBron says let's get back out there. You know. So uh, so I guess uh, I guess let's segue off the NBA stuff um, unless anybody else had something to add to it. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much, you know, we all kind of have the same viewpoint. Yeah. I think one thing I want to add is just it's tough for Kyrie to look at it the right way because he's not going to be playing. I think that if he was playing, he might have a different mindset on it. Um, but, I mean, not necessarily on, the, the, the you know, the, the whole issues, but just, just coming back and playing, um, it's going to be a little different. But, um, you know, we're, we're all for change and, and having it happen. I think that, you know, having basketball come back is going to be perfect for it, so. Um, you know, if you got, I think, I think, you know, next week we kind of go into, go into the MLB, you think? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, like just, just, you know, this is, this will be good to kind of pick your brains too. Cause we haven't talked to you about this, just the constant battle back and forth between the NBA or MLB players association and the league, uh, back and forth about, about salaries, about game or season length and, and everything here with the, the coronavirus shortened season. Um, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think is going to happen? Do you guys uh, see a season happening? Um, you know, what kind of I've side been, are you guys on? I've been super vocal as Kyle knows about my stance, generally speaking on the, on the whole baseball situation and since we're together here, um, since we're together here, I'll uh, I'll say it here again. It's that like these guys are standing very far apart anyway. Get them on the field, okay? Like they could be killing it 
with digital content, but they don't look at it that way because they can't monetize it like when they put asses in the seats. So since they only have the asses in the seats monetization mindset, they're struggling. And, and obviously it's not easy because of how that mindset has, has built up the way that things are done now. So these, they have to agree, disagree and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, so for me, it's just, it's just like, like get the guys on the field and figure it the fuck out. Uh, get them, like, like, just like, like what is going on? You guys aren't even standing near each other except for when someone's on first base and that happens what, like six times a game, you know, like, like, come on, like, just get them out there. It, it doesn't make too much sense to me, but, uh, but I get that, that them going back and forth. And let's also mention that they're not even fucking close. They're not even close. No, no to, they're to, not even close. Yeah, they're not even <laughs> – it's not even like, oh, we're like uh, – they're not even fucking close. So, like, for me, that's all I have to say because I don't get why they can't get them out there. And and it's, it's just baffling to me that the MLB has just really set themselves up for disaster in situations like this. Yeah, I'll just piggyback quick. Uh, I I think this is, it's been going on for long enough that everyone has seen just the debacle that the MLB has made of this. And uh, my biggest thing is, um, I mean, you could you could argue that during the game they're far apart, but the traveling and the in the locker room, like they're still going to be close together. So the the COVID um, serious people will come out and as as an argument there but my biggest point of why they're fucking this all up is i'm sorry drew they got a, they got a 60 foot dugout they could put 11 guys in there throw the rest of the <laughs> yeah club. but we know the, the issue is money come on <laughs> like, I, I, the issue is money you cannot tell me that the fucking covid people are gonna be put ma- all right you get the first base put a fucking mask on hello <laughs> you know what i mean like who gives right. a shit they can play no. baseball with masks on I, t- I totally appreciate it, and I'm I'm starved of sports enough that I- I'm I'm on your side there. The 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 hey Nike, make I, a cool fucking camo mask and put a logo on it that you can breathe through. Yeah. yeah, and start so marketing your stars. Yeah, make, make it <laughs> maybe they should start that with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that'd be uh, the first thing I'd say. But all right, get me in the meeting. Hey guys, let's make a fucking N95 baseball mask. We'll sell a billion of them because the kids will want it, and we can get the guys back on the field. But go ahead, Drew. Sorry to cut you off. It just bothers me. <laughs> yeah, no. I the the thing that's that's just the most silly, in my opinion, is just how f- like just incredibly selfish the the owners look in this whole situation. The players are are giving crazy pushback because shortening a season shortens their contract. So they're trying to restructure to be like, okay, we're already losing half our season in terms of months that we're now not playing. Uh, If you want us to come back on the field, given the health risks, given the lack of preparation time, uh, all of this, you're going to have to meet us halfway or meet us somewhere in the middle that you're adequately giving us the compensation that we need. And just the reports that you continue to see are that the, the, the billionaire owners are just sitting on their asses, like on top of all their money saying like, no, we need as much money as possible. So since we're not getting the asses in the seats like you're saying, and since the season's going to be shorter, we're not getting as much revenue this season. And that means that we're just not going to treat our players correctly. It's the, the difference between how the NFL, the NBA, the, the overseas soccer leagues have quickly gotten 
like through and past the monetary aspect of this. But the fact that the baseball, it seems like that's the biggest issue with them. It's, it's, it's a joke in my opinion. I, I think just to, to kind of give it a point on the money is the thing that like I think about is, okay, so you're going to lowball the hell out of the players for months and months and just not get a season. If you're worried about losing money with cutting salaries, not at, you know, to the amount you want, what about not having a season? You're not getting anything. That is to not have a season would be the stupidest thing on honestly on both parts, but more on the owner's parts because they know that they're the ones lowballing this entire thing to not have a season would be the most ridiculous thing ever. And honestly, well, I, thing, I could see it now. The only thing to that though, that, like while Drew's talking I thought about is like, I wonder how much just on a super general scale, forget about the nitty gritty. I wonder how much it costs. And we'll just pick the Yankees because they're the, like the most valuable franchise. I wonder how much it costs them to put on a baseball game, including the people that fucking are playing the game. You know, at the end of the day, what does it cost the New York Yankees to provide that event? Dude. And I'd love, I'd love to take that number and then times it by 100 and whatever the fuck it is a game and see how much these motherfuckers are really making. Because that's... you got – no, that's that's the golden that's the golden nugget of information that that's where this disconnect is going. It's the billionaires are saying, "Well, we're going to lose a shit ton of money." Well, at all the players' association, the players are like, "Okay, dickhead, tell us how much you make in a season and how much you are about to lose, so that with that information, we could then meet at a good salary, uh, like middle ground." And the owners are just saying, no, we're not giving you that information. So it's just this, it's right, this. But to, to Alex's point, it's yeah, a good Alex's point. point. They don't really like, if they don't have a season, they're also not spending any money. So yeah, like, but they're not making anything. Right. But, but no, I, don't have to make anything. They don't give and, a shit. And, and if you're right. saying how much but it takes to, for, say, the Yankees to put on a game at Yankee Stadium, now if you're in coronavirus and you throw yourselves in a bubble, how much you think it really takes to put on a game? in a stadium that everyone's playing in or an area everyone's playing in with no fans, pretty oh, much nothing going world. on. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They probably eat dinner in that much. Freaking go, go play at a freaking high school and call it a day. My God, it's not that difficult. Like this is ridiculous. If you don't have a season, that's the most like the MLB is like before this whole thing went on, we're like, Oh God, will basketball finish hockey finish. Like what'll happen to the NFL? No one would have thought that baseball, that didn't start until April would actually not have a season. And that's looking like it could be a possibility at this point. Especially after um, they didn't, they open Florida and Arizona. Like, yeah, they were talking about going, doing bubbles at Florida and Arizona and Arizona, I guess they've had a little spike, but if they started that earlier and got in a bubble, it wouldn't be an issue. And that's like, my buddy lives in Arizona and they, (laughs) they barely got hit until now. So. And they could have just stayed down there since spring training. I mean, I don't know. Like, well, they I would have like had to have a spring training like thing before the season, anyway. So that would have been all in one, and they could have stayed down there, like you said. Right. It's it's absurd. It is absurd. <laughs> Every sport is creating creative ways or thinking of creative ways to make this work, and they're just like, nah, we need your money, or you don't yeah. get money. <laughs> I'll leave it with this before uh, we head off to golf because uh, Bush, I want I want you to talk about the bets that you made and and want to get your guys' takes on how the tournament went. But um, I'll leave it with this that uh, I feel like the general consensus is that the uh, 
the thought about baseball is kind of declining year after year after year. And the continued just debacle that they're making of this situation is not helping their cause. So hopefully they get, they get their act together because they've uh, been on a pretty public um, downward trajectory yeah. in terms of public uh, interest and things like that. A lot of people are even saying that uh, baseball is soon to be out of like the big four of uh, American sports. So they need to get their act together or, or it's soccer's gonna... coming back. They're coming for their ass. Let's get UFC up there. Right, Steve. Golf is a big four in my opinion. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. No, but Bush, let's, uh, let's, let's chat about it, man. Uh, we had kind of fireworks, uh, the first real tournament since, uh, the pandemic hit our, uh, hit the world to be honest. And, uh, Daniel Berger wins, in that uh, overtime hole over Colin Marikawa. Playoff, yep. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> your, give me your thoughts about what you watched, uh, maybe how the bets fared for you, and if you made some money in your pocket. Yeah, dude, I was so excited to have golf back. It was great. I still have my login for PGA Tour Live from working at the tour, so I was watching every morning before I went on the course, and then when I got home at about three or, you know, two or three, I was watching every day, so it was great. Um, you know, golf being back, coming back to the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is not the biggest of tournaments, having that kind of field was incredible. Um, the names just on the leaderboard on Saturday and Sunday were amazing. Having, you know, you had Bryce, you had Bryson, you had G, JT, um, you know, you had Sung Jay making a making a run there. You had Morikawa, who's a young stud, probably one of the best iron players in the game right now. Um, picking him next week, by the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, we talked about my bets. I put in a few live bets throughout the week. Uh, I, I think I put something on Morikawa about three different times. So him uh, missing about a within 10 feet on, on that playoff hole kind of still stings. Um, but, you know, I, I came out right about even, so we're good. Lost a little, but not much. Um, but I mean, just dude, I mean, you're, you're the casual golf fan. That's perfect for like, you've never thought, Oh dude, I'm going to watch the Charles Schwab challenge this week. Right. <laughs> like that's the best field they've probably ever had. And the, the numbers on TV ratings are probably skyrocketed, especially because everyone who normally would be at the event is watching on TV. Um, I think that it was hilarious seeing guys like JT and Ricky and stuff in the first couple rounds, uh, fake, you know, fake give a little like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, and it was also really cool seeing guys that just like pulled up like grandstands in their backyards, like that were on the course. Uh, so you, you, you could hear like 15, 16, 17, there were, there were some guys right outside that you could, you could hear them cheering and you were like, wait, wait, is that like 2k sound they threw in or, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's great to, great to see golf back, you know, next going right on to next week. Um, you know, obviously drew watched a little, did you guys, did you guys watch any uh, at all? I know Steve, you're a yeah. big golf guy too. I checked out a little bit of it. It's so funny. You know, like, like I played since I was four until I was 22 years old and like throughout the whole stage, like pretty much the highest competition you could play at, at that age, you know, I was always playing with either people older than me. And then I was playing in States and everything in, in high school. And then obviously, uh, for those of you who know, I played Division Two college uh, on a on one. Of you got to get a match going, by the way. Let's let's Beth Page. That's home. great you content know, right there. Yeah, that would be either, so fun. You gonna come play blacks with me from the tips? Oh, obviously, yeah. Easy. Play from the plaques, yeah. No issue. Uh huh. We'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get out there. 
listen, you don't let, it's a long course and I don't hit the ball very straight, but I, try, I find the fairway and I can get around on there. So it's a tough one. If you, if you get in the rough, you're fucked. Um, if it's growing up though, like during the summer, it might be dry and not that bad. Rolling but, fast. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I mean, you saw, you saw in Texas this week, the, you know, colonial was rolling fast. That was so dry. Yeah, fastest, Sunday. fastest greens I've ever played was in uh, this course in West Virginia, and and it was fucking like I think it was like thirteen. It was crazy, Sheesh. so fast and downhill, crazy wind. But like, it's all about the it's it's all about like like they can roll as fast as they want, but it, it's about what kind of grass is there too, because like the that's what these guys on tour are paying attention. I mean, to. the Bermuda playing, playing Bermuda, like I was down in Florida and all those courses at the Bermuda grass coming back up here with, with different kind of soils, a little different of a game. <laughs> I like, I like, I like both. I like playing yeah. up here better cause I like the woods and shit, but, uh, but, and then, like, and then I have, like, this dream of mine that I want to put on my own golf event one day. I'm sure it costs a shit ton of money. But I have oh, to- I'm your boy for that. We're doing that. Listen, oh, that's man, easy. I, I, have a, I have an awesome idea for something that's not in the PGA Tour right now that they can do, but I, I need to. I need to. I need to make a shit ton of more money <laughs> before I do any of that. Um, but, no, I love it. You know, for me, like, at the end of the day that I know that, the top golfer in the world and the 150th golfer in the world are separated by like fucking three strokes on stroke average. So like for me as a big golf fan, every weekend I'm like, yo, these guys are all fucking good. I just can't wait to see them duke it out. You know what I mean? So it is like you're saying really nice when the big dames get in there and Spieth makes a charge and that kind of shit. Like that feels good. But for me, unless it's fucking Tiger, because I'm the type of kid that when I was a little kid, I used to bang on the TV when the red fucking came up on it. So, like, I was – that that was my guy. So, like, unless it's Tiger, because it's Tiger. I can't wait till he comes back. Oh, man. If he starts Put your money on him to win the Masters right now. Bro, if he you. starts winning these majors again, your boy's going to freak. I'll freak out. It'll be nuts <laughs> after all the shit. He's not going to win a U.S. Open or a PGA, though, but he'll win a, he'll win a couple more Masters. Win another, well, he, could, he could win a couple more Masters, and he's got to win at least one more British Open for me. At least I one. Just, I just think U.S. Open and PGA, with the way his game is, it's too, too narrow, of course, for him to play. Yeah. And but, yeah. What, yeah. Way, way too. Like, they, like, U.S. Open, they'll stretch that fucking thing all the way out and have it as narrow as you're talking about. So and, narrow, yeah. And, and it's, it's really tough. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love it. And, uh, and another thing with the PGA is they do a great job with the social media and, and, the, and the media content and stuff like that. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. And they, uh, and, but they do a good job with it and they're on top of it and they're not afraid to share the, the highlights and they, they're not selfish with that stuff. So, um, so, I mean, I love it. Kyle, is it on your radar at all? I'm not, I'm not a huge golf fan, but um, I, I, you know, I, I remotely follow it from watching sports center, you know, um, every now and then. And um, yeah, it's just something I, kind of doubt I haven't really even ever had the opportunity to go you know venture out and play too much um at all like on an actual course there's not a lot of good courses around where I live at all but um it's something I've always kind of wanted to do but I would just you know haven't really had that had haven't had the time or or you know a buddy to go with but it is it is one of those things because uh I I think that 
during this time that golf is back and there's not much to do or watch that you are going to be getting guys like yourself watching and maybe uh, that last year weren't a golf fan or weren't even a golf player that now that since they're so sports deprived or entertainment uh, uh, deprived, they're going to start watching this. And you're kind of like what Bush, you said, uh, you're going to start to get a lot more of the, like the common golf fan coming on and uh, really take an interest. And when you have stacked fields like the Charles Schwab just had, um, typically you only see maybe a handful of, of the top guys, but I looked at the leaderboard the entire weekend and it was just like so many of the names that you love seeing. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if all of these tournaments continue to have the, the guys that we love to watch, it, it'll help the game grow. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm, Bush, I think you uh, downplay my my golf knowledge. I'm not at your. Golf. No, I'm not downplaying your knowledge. I'm just saying, like you, like in in a regular week, you wouldn't I'm be like glued a, to the TV for a Charles Schwab challenge, yeah, right? Like you know, I'm it's an not like average fan. I think. Oh, for I'm sure, I know you know. Yeah, nitty gritty, knowing the stroke average and shit like that. But I. But know I do have to say, when you call the playoff overtime, I lost credibility. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. I take that back. But no, for sure, it's it, it's good to. It's good to see that a sport that has always been respected by by the the people that follow it intensely is now getting that more public shine given these circumstances, and hopefully uh, the ratings will show that people are are latching on to to it a bit more. Can yeah, I, I oh go sorry to cut you off. <laughs> can I uh, can I throw a <laughs> random topic up here that I'm kind of seeing a theme over what we're talking about? Um, I just wanted to toss this up for discussion. Um, we're, we're talking about these sports and at the end of the day we are talking about um, each individual sport and the little things that make each one different with everyone handling this uh, this bigger picture of that everything's different socially um, for many different reasons uh, we see a big boom in the streaming platforms and and places like Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max popping up and then getting new content because they understand that more people are uh, are consuming at home. And again, I think this is like everyone's dealing with the same problems here. But one person or one group of people that have been dealing with this problem particularly, not for the same reasons, but for as long as I can remember, is like is network television, right? So like, just like we're talking about like the NBA and the MLB, like what are your perspectives on the fact that like network television seems like dead outside of the people who watch it between five o'clock and eight o'clock having nothing to do with sports, mind you. Like, but these shows on Netflix pop off and these, show, and these new streaming services can pop out of nowhere and take advantage. But like, where do you see that kind of network television, like shows that you might see on CBS or NBC or ABC? Why aren't they doing a good job? Like we talk about everyone else is trying to manage. Well, since my uh, dad works in network television, I might uh, leave this to Drew. (laughs) I don't want to get yelled at either way. (laughs) I I would actually value your opinion on this. Oh, okay. Or that. (laughs) I... I think it's uh, it's one of those things that Netflix has kind of changed the game of watching 
Um, I'll, I'll just speak on it from my opinion. Let's say that I, I have no knowledge in, in this. But, as a uh, consumer, yeah. yeah. As a consumer, I know that when Netflix throws on Stranger Things, for example, uh, you have to wait in eternity for the new seasons to come out. But I'm a big Stranger Things fan. So when it comes out and they, they come out with the entire season, it's, it's like a binge-worthy uh, lifestyle that we're in. And the fact that all of these shows that um, – come onto those platforms they don't go onto the awesome. platform as uh like outer banks when it came on to netflix wasn't like oh my god get prepared for the outer bank show it's going to be incredible it's no it was on the it, it got onto the platform and uh bar stools chicks in the office like some some people that's, that's how i got on it <laughs> well seriously it's like people latched on to the characters yeah. early on because whether they're good looking or the acting is phenomenal or what have you if it's comedic with the tiger king shit uh but the fact that netflix is offering the entire show all at your fingertips mm. it in my opinion it uh it has changed the game so now that you have the Modern Family or This Is Us, the shows that are popular on, on network TV, but you only have it at Sundays at 8 p.m., you're, the conversation isn't continuing throughout the week. It's like, okay, Sunday at 6.30, I'll start to get hyped because I know in an hour and a half my show comes on. But uh, Netflix having everything being right there allows the conversation to be always always there because if i want to rerun the mj documentary right now i could do that if i want to do stranger things which we should do by the way yeah <laughs> just to get just to get caught back up or pd well, well let me well let me pick that apart a little bit because I, I i understand the principles that netflix brings to the table but before alex goes like i don't understand why network television can't apply that to them i mean say shit like um, say it's uh, say I don't know I can't think of a, any show just The Office right say The Office is on on CBS uh, brand new fucking season right why don't they just put it out Monday Monday night Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday night Friday night Saturday night Sunday night and like all these shows you could watch on demand anyway on each on demand's fucking thing if you have uh, if you have like cable vision or something like that. They normally go up like a half hour after they're released anyway. I just feel like like Netflix does a fantastic job with the accessibility, but they offer a platform or or a scheme that could be copied. But uh, Alex, well, what do you think about it? Or, or speak to where... No, no, I will. I will. Alex. I mean, the... <laughs> so like my whole thought on is, is network TV is never going to die because you all, everyone wants, no matter what happens, you still want live sports. You still want live news. You still want all of that. But when it comes to TV, everyone wants to binge something. Um, you know, it's... I Like me personally, the only shows I ever watch that are like you know once a week or whatever is the bachelor and shout out so um you know i'm not watching necessarily like even i watch the show riverdale i don't know if you guys watch that but i'm right. i literally did not watch the season on cw i waited till they dropped it all on netflix so i think that with things like youtube tv and who you know hulu uh hulu i think has a, has a tv um option yeah, now yeah. too and, and all those coming into their own right now is they become 
where like I have YouTube TV, we don't, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have my own cable. So what I do is, you know, if it's even just give it the bachelor, like if it say it's Monday night, you know, sometimes I won't watch it till Wednesday unless I want to be live tweeting it or something stupid. But like the point is like these shows become a la carte to that sense. Um, but you know, sometimes they're not as bingeable, but, um, I still think like in its essence, the big live coverage when it comes to news and sports will never die, but shows will there, they will evolve to, to that, um, you know, wanting to be able to binge and wanting to be able to, um, have that for you whenever. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, having, pretty much 50 different streaming platforms. I just can't wait till you get one thing you can pay for and be able to watch everything because it's frustrating having like Netflix, Hulu, HBO max, um, you know, NBC sports live, like things like that. Like, dude, I have so many of them. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, so I'm sitting here and and then Disney plus, how does, how does fucking, how does the, the, uh, I look at, I look at, uh, at, uh, Cablevision or or network or network individually, and just be like, how? I mean, you bring up like live sports and like that. I was kind of canceling out, but even news, right? You bring up news, fucking no offense, and if your dad works at news, I'm sorry, but the news sucks. Like everybody- oh, well, right now, it's just tough. Everyone, dude, everyone knows it's tough to watch right now. There's nothing going on good, and right. You know, but I mean, it's, in general, it's- like it's always it's always like a it's always like a. Uh, it's always like a the opposite of a highlight reel. It's like a, um, it's like always the worst. What's going on? Well, it's up. it's definitely extreme right now for sure. Right, uh, and and for me, I, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you know, like I would love, I'd love for these networks to just do a way better job with like their content. Because if I was a part of them, I'd be like, all right, what the fuck is Netflix doing that we can't do? You know, we we got a shit ton of money too. You know, what I mean, like like everyone's got money here. We've been around for a while, but like depending on the sports and the news I like that I understand but when it comes to these other shows I'd be sitting there I'd be like what the fuck but uh was there any other uh topics that you wanted to get to yeah I mean um I was gonna give out some bets the uh the RBC Heritage this week in uh Hilton Head um at Harbor Town Golf Links great course I used to go there as a kid I love that tournament it used to be the week after the Masters so like literally everyone would sit it out because you know everyone's giving it all for the masters. And then, you know, these, these young, it would be a lot of younger guys or older guys still trying to maintain their card and things like that. But, you know, you're getting a full field now that it's moved. So I took a couple guys to win um, because matchups aren't up yet. So I put a little bit on uh, Morikawa after last week, he's going to, I mean, the thing about Harbor town is it's such a, such a narrow course and a lot of, a lot of holes you're not hitting driver on. Um, so I think that a guy that stripes his iron so straight and so perfect, like Morikawa is going to be a great guy um, to pick as well as his other buddy, Victor Hovland, uh, another young guy. Uh, Morikawa is a plus two third, 2,300. Uh, Hovland's at plus 6,000. Uh, another guy that's similar in, in just being such a consistent iron player is Sung J.M., uh, plus 2,800. I took him. And then, uh, you know, after seeing Bryson's Bryson's just jacked self, it just, oh, God. See, dude, oh, my God. I, so I, I'm a big Bryson guy, but after he got jacked and just, dude, his <laughs> – 
keep it in your pants. I, I was looking at like his driving distance every single time he hit driver. It's just unfreaking believable. Um, so he's at plus fourteen hundred. I'm gonna throw a little on him because I think that he's. I even tweeted us. He's gonna win two or more times this year. I I can just see it. He's a completely. He's gonna just attack courses. It's gonna be tough because he's not gonna be able to hit as many drivers at Harbor Town, but I think he's gonna be able to cut the corner a lot of times too. So there's yeah, my I little spiel. <laughs> the fuck up and just start to say fuck it let me let me see if i can start to stripe it better uh kyle did you have anything else before we uh wrap anything up no but did you guys mention your your collab you got going right uh, yeah in the beginning i'm not sure if you were like sleeping or what oh, I, must, I must have been i <laughs> yeah. sorry well either way we could wrap it up with that yeah. and um and that awesome. i'm really excited to get this giveaway kicked off with you guys um um I don't want to talk about it on air too much, but I know that we're going to come up with a really cool way for uh, your followers to um, to win some free clothes. And the bottom line, people, don't be jealous. Um, I want to do something with Kyle, too, for us. Uh, hey, and they can join in on us for sure. Yeah, that too. Yeah, go go show love to them and support them. So, hey, listen, enter twice and maybe you get two free things. But um, <laughs> yours, your guys is going to be first. So um, I'm excited to, uh, to get it going. And... Um, and give out some free shit because uh, I always like to see some new people supporting the brand and everything. And uh, I think you guys got a great thing going. Um, you guys are really, I'm happy this happened. It went really smooth. And I don't think that, I think that's just a testament to obviously doing it with good people. So thanks for taking awesome. the time guys. We got to, uh, we got to uh, do this again and maybe so maybe more often because uh, it was great chatting with you. Yeah, just 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 finally, you know, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Talking Sports AZ. Uh, we're on YouTube as well, and then you know our podcast is Talking Sports A to Z. Um, I'm Alex Bush ninety three Drew underscores Logar, right? Yep, Drew underscores Logar. Um, easy, it's Z L O G A R last name. Um, but yeah, like you just said, it was awesome being on airwaves with you guys. Uh, easy conversations. Uh, and flowing conversations. So definitely uh, want to tap into you guys again. And uh, with this collab that we're going to be having, we'll have a purpose to do so. And really excited for the future. Uh, all the best to you guys. And uh, uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe just to give a little tidbit on the air, maybe we should do this again when we pick the winners. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get or maybe we'll, get, we'll maybe we'll bring you on to pick the winners. We'll do something. It'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something special. We're just, we're just like, you know, I like to say I, we're just always up to something, so we might figure something out, you know? So, All right, let's let's leave it right at that, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot for, Thank uh, you, guys. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right, thanks, boys. <laughs>